there. I'm Amy Connell. Welcome to Graced Health, the podcast for women who want simple and grace-filled ways to take care of themselves and enjoy a little chocolate in the process. I'm a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who wants you to know your eating, movement, and body don't have to be perfect. You just need to be able to do what you are called to do. We are in a series called Ask the Trainer, where I answer questions you may have about your eating, movement, how they work together, all of that kind of fun stuff in about five minutes. Today's question, it's hot and humid help. (laughs) What's the question in that? I don't know, but I know you know what I'm thinking about. This is airing on Tuesday, August 4th. I am recording this on Tuesday, July 28th. I had two groups of clients this morning. When my teen girls showed up, one of them uh, asked Siri, hey, what's the humidity index? Literally, it was 100%. That is how hot and humid it was this morning. When I was running a lot, I know that I experienced that and I completely appreciate how difficult it can be in hot and humid conditions. So I wanted to give you a couple strategies for preparing for exercising in the heat and humidity. And then what to do after and a couple suggestions for what to do after. So the first thing that you can do when you know that you're going to be working out in the heat and humidity, so basically Houston summer, which is where I live, you want to enter that workout hydrated. There is nothing better you can do than to make sure that you have plenty of fluids in your body because you will be sweating a lot. Ideally, if you can drink some cold water that will lower your core temperature just a little bit, but sometimes that makes all the difference in the world. Then depending on what you're doing, if you are going to be outside, can you create your own breeze or uh, what is also known as convection? This is basically just air movement. You're going to feel a little bit of breeze and granted, I live here in Houston, I know you don't feel a lot of it, but when you get some of that air movement going across your skin that will help evaporate the copious amounts of sweat on your skin, again, if you're anything like me. So doing things like biking, that's a, that will make, that makes a huge difference or uh, running or walking or something where you create that movement. Again, my classes, you know, especially right here in the middle of COVID, like we are stuck on our mats. So we're not doing that a whole lot. It's a little hard to create your own convection when you have to be, I put my cones nine feet apart from everybody, but when you've got to be stuck in one place, it's hard to do that. But that is something that you can do. Make sure you bring a sweat towel in situations like situations like that, because nothing will feel more entrapping of um, the heat than keeping all of that moisture that your body just released on your body. Wipe up that water, wipe up that sweat with your sweat towel, and that will help create or that'll help make you feel a little bit cooler. As a bonus, you won't get sweat in your eyes, which stinks. And I know this because that happens to me. Then after your workout, obviously, drink a lot of water. When you sweat a lot, you might notice this because you have a white line, either maybe on your hat or visor, maybe on your sports bra. But if that happens, that means you are a salty sweater. So even though we typically get plenty of sodium in our diets, if you have a really clean diet, if you make a lot of your own food, you may not get enough. So keep that in mind. 
The other thing to do is eat a lot of foods with potassium. So your cells are composed basically of water and sodium and potassium. So if you have sweat a lot, you are sweating out obviously that fluid, but also your sodium and potassium. Foods high in potassium are things like bananas, oranges, apricots, kiwis, um, sweet potatoes, you know, those are a favorite of mine, regular potatoes. Now, as a side note, I have finally figured out that when I ran a lot, this is one of the reasons why I had a hard time managing my hunger and my body's energy needs because I came back from running and I got my hands into the Lay's potato chip bags because I love it. But guess what those have? Salt and potassium. So um, also a lot of unnecessary fat, but um, you know, anyway, just a little side jet. Don't eat too many Lay's potato chips if you're trying to reload on that kind of stuff. Another product I personally use and love is Noon, N-U-U-N, and I hope that I'm saying that right. Those are little drop-ins. I think they're like 10, maybe 15 calories, and they provide additional electrolytes. So drop that in your water bottle while you're working out or after, and it will provide, so it's effervescent. So it's kind of like an Alka-Seltzer. It takes a little bit to fizz out. And then have that as a replenishment for those extra sweaty days. Obviously, if you have sodium issues, if you have blood pressure issues, talk to your doctor before uh, trying one of that, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I'm just going to tell you that that's something that I use for myself. And make sure that you have replenished the fluids that you lost. Most people underestimate how much they sweat. So measure yourself naked on the scale before and then after whatever the drop in that weight is. I hate to tell you that, but it's not fat loss, that is sweat loss. So make sure you're drinking that much. If you dropped a pound and a half, in um in in your workout then you need to be having uh what is that 16 plus 8 so 24 ounces of water just to replenish that plus a little bit more okay Make sure you rate and review this show that really is appreciated. We are going to be getting back into our regular episodes very soon. I promise I can't wait for them. I'm not going to talk about it now. I've gone over. So I will say that is all for today. Go out there and have a great day. Mm-hmm.